0: Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Welcome everybody to Chassidus in the Morning, 15 Minutes Change Your Life. Continuing on about uh, Kabbalistic terminology, but uh, don't worry, soon enough we're going to go into the practical application of it. Another thing to think about I was thinking, when we talk about these things, these levels of like toyo and tekun, we have to understand that everything that happens in our lives is not just a random act coming from nowhere. But you have to understand it's a a whole world of things happening, worlds, you know. And what's expressed down here is sort of the final result of it. So it's a very, very powerful lesson that we think of things happening, that something happens to us or someone says something to us not nicely, or we see something not good, we don't, we have to realize that it's not just this little physical world, and that's where it exists, but it's coming from higher places and different things, different levels and all, all like, yeah from all these different areas so we would up to page 21, so we're discussing essentially we're discussing the idea of toyo and Tekun, that Toyo, was a world full of lights. And it's like people, in a certain sense, it's like the story with uh, Rabbi Akiva's students, in a certain sense. I wouldn't say like like I'm not going to judge them anyway. But they, but they had a lot of light. They all had an opinion. They all understood Rabbi right, Akiva's ideas. But they weren't able to get along with each other. They weren't able to come and speak to the other person and and try to understand where the other person was coming from. And, and it didn't work. And that's sort of like toyo. That they all have, toyo all the lights. The chesed has its chesed. That that's all it wants to do. And the gverorah has its gverorah. That that's all it wants to do. And they couldn't come along. And yeah, that's what we're saying. And essentially also we're bringing a contrast between the, the seven Canaanite nations that were in Canaan at the time. Which we had to conquer them. Versus Midian, medium, we didn't have to conquer them. It wasn't a war of conqueror. And one of, the, one of the explanations that we we're talking about is because those seven nations are referring to the seven middays, the seven emotions, the attributes we have to work on. And therefore, that's what we have to conquer, because it's the idea that we can conquer. And there are specific levels in toyo, whereas midgen is like toyo in general. That's what we're going to discuss today. Okay. I don't remember exactly where I have to, I think up to the top of page 21. So each of these seven nations represents a specific clip one of the specific attributes of toyo yeah so you have the the K'naini, the Knani, the khiti which is the Knani, we said is chaser the khiti is Gvura, and the seven nations all represent a different level that we have to work on as a person the specific attribute of holiness and they're in contrast to the positive the holy levels the Jews were charged with the mission of conquering the land of these nations and transforming them into Eretz Yisrael in a spiritual sense. That refers to man's efforts to refine and transform his emotional qualities. So what does that mean? That means that we have to work on ourselves. And this is sort of a mimer of Yishach Yeshua. It's a famous mimer that we gave out. And, and the, the idea is what we're saying here is that just like we have to conquer these seven nations physically. So it's a spiritual. We have within us these, this our world, which is Canaan. We have to transform it into Eretz Yisrael. We have to take those emotions that we have of Chesed of and givura and recognize where we have them and recognize if they're going to the wrong direction. And they're pulling us or separating us from ourselves, you know, and, and like a one example, I don't know if I talked about this in the beginning, but, but I was thinking about it, that like, like you can eat as one thing that you do. I eat. And then you go to work, there's nothing you do, and you go to learn, nothing you do, and you hang out with your friends, nothing you do, and go to bed, nothing, and all separate things. But you can combine them together. You, you can make good decisions about what you eat for breakfast. You say, I'm gonna eat something healthy, I'm gonna make sure I have a healthy lunch. Why? So I can have a, a fully productive day full of energy. I can, and then when you go to work, why am I working? I'm working because I have to work, like a mentioned. you know, part of being this world is you have to work, or I have to, whatever it is that you do, that's part of the mission while you're here. And then when you go home, you have to eat something. So I'm going to make sure you eat something healthy. Why? So I have the energy to all my day. And then I'm going to have, I'm going to learn why and all and they all come together. I have to make sure to go to bed on time. I have to make sure to learn now. I actually have my friends but not spend too much time Why have my friends because it's important to have relationships with people and to connect. And then your whole day is doing a lot of different things, but all these things are combined together. They're all part of the same goal. Whereas you can have separate things. You have you have Breakfast, I'll eat something that's enjoyable that I like. It tastes good, it's not healthy, but who cares? I like the waffles with uh, with uh, ice cream. But then the rest, and then you then you struggle through your day because you have this sugar rush that, that you crash from, and you're constantly trying to look for something to eat, and you end up getting more sugary things. And then when you go to work, you have a hard time work, and then when you finish work, you go home, you to eat something else, and you know, let me hang with my friends. And you hang out for five hours. You don't get to learn anything. You know go to bed on time, and then your next day is also ruined because you went to bed so late and you're tired. And essentially, what you're doing is you're having separate days or separate separate things. Whereas in Kadosha, they all come together. That everything you do from the time you wake up or really from when you start to go to bed, they're all connected with the same goal in mind. So the clip of Midian, my conscious, does not res- relate to a s- specific attribute. And this is all when we're talking about different levels of emotions. Whereas clip of midjan is not a specific emotion. It's It's everything. It does not represent any attribute of Toyo, but rather the entire realm, which in general is characterized by separation division. The whole characterization of, of Meijan is separation. That it's, not, it's not a specific issue, it's the general issue of separation. Just everything is separated. Meijan refers to the fundamental characteristic of Yeah, the realm of as a whole. Hence it is described as separate branches, because it's separating this trend. Towards separation is the primary reason for the shattering of the vessel of toyo and this is the essential reason why the shavirsa kalim why the vessel of toyo broke that's because of midgen but the other levels as much as they couldn't get along but it seems like we're saying is that that clip of midgen is is just we have to separate everything has to be separated and that destroyed everything now through a train like of progressive descent the now we're going to discuss what is does mean well, i'll say that outside and show and we'll go inside they're basically the is the chain like descent? That you have it starts from Attilus, There really there's higher levels, but we'll go simply it's from Attilus. And that's a world which is called like a world full of Lucas, Lik- like Attilus from the world, Etzel, like near, close to, next to God. That, that when you live on that level, that's not a Attilus is not like a, a destination, it's a reality. So when you live in that Attilus reality, you're totally connected to God, and everything you do, you see godliness, it's God everywhere. That's an Attilus. And like, it's like the word, etzils, from what word means close to by meaning it's next to close to connected to God then you have Bria which is, Bria means a creation that's the point where there's a created being there's something there's there's a, a sort of feeling of separateness then it's not just godliness its is only godliness. Bria is is as godliness it's not a sort of separated thing but it's still as and godliness you is not just not just we are created being, meaning there's God in us, but we've even been formed. We have our own distinct thing. There's God and there's us. And what we are our own form, our own, we have our own things. And I see her, which is our world, which is the feeling of this, you don't even feel gullness. There's, there's really any godliness Now, in order for that process to happen, to get to the point where we don't even feel gullness at all, in simple, it goes through this chain-like thing called the That that it it goes. More concealment and more concealment, and more concealment. At Silas, as much as it's a world full of godliness, but it's a world, it's not just godliness, it's a world of godliness, which is a, a level of separateness. And then you have, and then you go through the stashless, and it goes, it's so to speak, it's like it goes through a funnel and and it, you go through the city. And you, let's say you're on a highway and you go through each like stops on the way you have like cities and the way. So you go the city, you stop, you get some snacks, you get some stuff, you get some uh you know something you want to bring home for your kids or whatever it is and so then you pick up some stuff in the way and the further you go the more stuff you get the car gets packed and then you get totally and then, and then you go all the way down to the last level which is us and this is sort of a chain like i said now it's a they call it a chain because it's interconnected meaning it's not just separate things but but the lowest level of of Atsilus is also connected to the highest level of brio that's why it's a chain that they're interconnected. And he's going to explain that now. So the term ishtash is referred to the chain-like scheme wherein the descent and progressive contraction of the divine light gives rise to the existence of increasingly more defined and limited realms of existence. So through the contraction, there's more feeling of existence, meaning of existence other than God. To explain, the Kabbalists speak of spiritual worlds to expand upon that concept by way of analogy. The term sweetness is applied to many different contexts. For example, food is described as being sweet, a melody is called sweet, a person is referred to as sweet, top of page 22. And there is even, to refer to colloquial Yiddish expression, is this a A sweet idea, sweet concept. So they're all sweet, but they're very different types of sweetness. More refined, less refined. Now, there are many levels within each of these categories themselves. There are multiple different types of sweet foods, songs, persons, and ideas. However, the difference between the two types of sweet food is of a totally diverse nature than the difference between sweet food and sweet song. You can't compare two types of sweetness, a sweet cheesecake versus a sweet ice cream, in comparison to a sweet song. They're very different levels. The sweetness of both foods can be tasted by the palate, while the sweetness of a song requires the use of higher senses. The sweetness of a food is just in the mouth, whereas sweetness of a song is is much deeper. And the sweetness of a person and an idea can... Cannot be perceived by physical senses at all. And then also an idea, a sweet idea or a sweet person, it's not like a physical thing at a taste, like a taste, it's, it's a whole different deeper level. Nevertheless, the same term is used to describe all these four types of sweetness. In other words, the same motif can exist on different planes and in different forms. And the lower manifestation of the motif can be seen as an analogy for a higher one. The lower level is similar to the higher one. A similar concept applies regarding the Various levels of spiritual existence. As divine light and the life energy descend from a higher to a lower plane, their multiple expressions take on different forms and manifestations. So, you so to speak, the higher one would be like an intellectual idea. It's a very sweet idea, but it's like an idea. And then as you go down, it's like uh, a sweetness of a song, you have know, a sweetness of food, you know, and it's, a, it's much more of a physical thing, much more, versus the higher one's uh, intellect is much more spiritual. So, what distinguishes a lower plane from a higher one? The degree of self-awareness possessed by the created being of that realm and the corresponding degree of which the godly light that shines in that realm is veiled. So what defines the world is how much godliness is revealed or concealed and how much do we feel godliness. In our world, we don't feel any godliness it's very or it's very difficult and godliness is very concealed. You go higher. You feel more golliness, and golliness is more revealed. You keep on going higher until you get a tzalus, which is you don't feel yourself as a separate existence, and you only see golliness, all golliness. In that vein, Hasidus interprets a verse about King Shlomo's wisdom. It says he related 3,000 analogies. So explains what does that mean, that King Shlomo would relate 3,000 analogies for every Torah concept, meaning it wasn't 3,000 different ones, he would see and explain to others every true idea as it exists on 3,000 planes of existence. There's all these levels of existence. On each level, he would explain it. And each analogy he gave was a manifestation of the same concept on a lower level of existence. And he would go from the easiest way for him to him explain it on the highest levels. And as they went down, he'd explain it more and, more and more and more difficult to explain because we're going on more um, closer levels. Since these levels of existence follow a pattern of progressive descent, that considers a link in a chain. But essentially the same thing, they're all connected. The above explanation is appropriate to describe Seyed Ishtashas as a whole. However, an additional explanation is necessary with regards to the box of Toyo. So this is how the general world works, might still and Dan, but Toyo is different. The Seyed as a whole was, is described as having undergone a chain-like descent, i.e. the lower level shares a connection to the higher level. In contrast, the Sparks of Toyo are described as having fallen i.e., their lower state is not directly connected to their source. They're not connected to where the source, they just they fell. They didn't then slowly progressively come down this ladder. So, accordingly, although the source for a line on the physical plane is an angel identified with the face of the lion, even though the reason we have a line here is because of the face of the lion in the chariot of Ezekiel's vision. In vision of the divine chariot that source is a lofty level of holiness by contrast the lion on the physical plane is a non-kosher animal with cruel tendencies so, so to speak this it will sort of speak like a fall so you have the the lion in shemayim which is holy but then the lion falls down here and it becomes totally not holy kosher and it doesn't act in a nice way and that's these and that's yeah and that's Essentially we're talking about, tomorrow we'll finish up this, start the next paragraph, the next chapter, but essentially what we're saying, this is what we're seeing here is the way the world works in general, and that's, you can also say within our lives, if you want to look at it in, in terms of our reality, that you have the reality of we're totally connected to God. And when we're doing things, we see Godliness. We have sometimes in our lives you have this clarity, you do something and, and you're not sure if And beforehand you're not sure if it's right, and suddenly you feel like oh, this is the right thing to do, I can tell this is what I should be doing. That's you know, and I can tell meaning because it's what God wants me to do. It's part of my plan, my mission in this world. That's when you have a little live in that silos. Golliness is not concealed from you and you see golliness or things happen to you in the lives and it makes it very clear. Then you have the little bria, which is less, less revealed and you don't see golliness as apparent, and it's hard to make the decisions. And then you come all the way down to the galus, which is in this physical world where not just you don't see golliness, you're totally confused. And if you think in the simple Sense in life, you have confusion about decisions in life. What should I make? And, and you know, you're living on an Asea plane. Our job is to try to live on an Atsilas plane, not to get ourselves more connected to more spirituality and more revealed in that way. And that shows we're more connected to those higher levels. So, yeah, we should be able to uh, be more connected, and uh, we'll be continuing tomorrow.